and you are listening to the Film Ruminations podcast. Currently working on a project revisiting the releases of Grindhouse releasing, and I am very excited uh, today to talk about the next uh, release from them, and that is the film Pieces. Warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Pieces. Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Grindhouse Releasing is proud to present the sickest and most violent of all the early 1980s slasher movies. The psychopathic killer stalks a Boston campus, brutally slaughtering nubile young college coeds, collecting body parts from each victim to create the likeness of his mother, who he savagely murdered with an axe when he was ten years old. Pieces is a wild and unrated gore fest, with enough splatter and sleaze to shock the most jaded horror fan. Uh, Eli Roth, uh, director of Hostile and The Green Inferno, says, One of my top horror films of all time. Not only is this the ultimate chainsaw movie, it is the ultimate slasher movie. It has everything you could possibly want by the bucketful. Full-on chainsaw violence, absurd amounts of nudity, and the greatest ending in horror history. A masterpiece of 80s sleaze. And Joe Bob Briggs says, the best chainsaw flick since the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Splatter City, four stars. Uh, special features, you have two complete versions of this shocking gore classic. There's Pieces, an 83-minute. This would be the original, unrated U.S. theatrical version, presented in English. And Mil Gritos Tene La Noche, from 1986, the original uncensored director's cut, presented in Spanish. It's a spectacular new 4K transfer, again from the original camera, Nick, plus a brand new audio commentary by star Jack Taylor. The 5.1 audio option, the Vine Theater Experience, and in-depth interviews with director uh, Juan Simon and genre superstar Paul L. Smith, 42nd Street Memories, a new feature-length documentary containing interviews with Sam Sherman, Bill Lustig, Larry Cohen, Frank Hennemotter, Buddy Giovanazzo, Jeff Lieberman, Joe Skip, Lynn Lowry, Terry Levine, and many others from exploitation icons. Extensive gallery of uh, stills and poster art, exhaustive filmographies, and liner notes by legendary horror journalist Chang Bellin and Rick Sullivan and other surprises. One of those surprises is, as I am always happy to receive, a copy of the original motion picture soundtrack, Stelvio Capriani, Carlo Maria Cordillo, and Fabio Fri. I gotta tell you, whenever they include the soundtrack, it is just a, a, a joyous uh, addition to, to the film. The film, in and of itself, is, is a joyous addition to any collection. Uh, the tagline from the poster reads, You don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. It is also, uh, on, on the cover of this, it says, It's exactly what you think that it is. If you are lucky enough to find the 
original, original release from Grindhouse. Uh, it also came with a uh, jigsaw puzzle, which if you've seen the film, uh, first off, sorry, the uh, description of the film is a bit of a spoiler, uh, although based on the title of the film, it's kind of a giveaway. In the beginning of the film, our killer, his, uh, our killer's mother comes into his room while he's just putting together an innocent little puzzle of a naked lady and just kind of reams him for being a perv as uh, one would imagine any mother would do. And then uh, he, unlike any son, uh, kills her. And uh, the blood splatters onto the puzzle and hence pieces. And uh, as since it's on the back of the box, I'm fine saying that in this slasher film, Murder Slaughterfest, our evildoer is chopping up these young females to put together a meat puzzle that sort of represents the jigsaw pieces but that's i mean when you're watching a slasher film called pieces that says you don't have to go to texas to see a chainsaw film you're not interested in the intricacies of jigsaw puzzles so that's just part of it really there's a major rope-a-dope uh that i don't want to get it's not really getting into it there's a major there, there's there's an obvious killer in the early stages of the film, he is an outsider, and he is just a landscaper. Uh, he, they all believe that he is the killer because every time you see him, he is near a scene of the crime. And the first time, he is using a chainsaw to cut down some branches that do not require a chainsaw. Any standard garden shears or clippers would do just fine. So so it goes from a grizzly chainsaw killing to a man holding a chainsaw who looks out of place like he should not be in a college campus cutting through things. So obviously you're going to think that this person is in fact the bad guy. Is he though? I won't tell. This movie is, if you were to go and sit down and watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you would realize that it can almost be a PG-13 film. It's it's messed up, it's it's freaky, it's going to set people off, but it's not a gory film. It's not something that visually is 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 horrifying. Yes, there's the bone furniture, there's the whole Ed Gein type of killer, but it's really not a bloody movie. Pieces, on the other hand, is an incredibly bloody film that lacks some of that bottom layer creepiness that you'd have in texas chainsaw massacre but when it comes to not necessarily kill counts because it's it's on par with a lot of your early 80s slasher films but i tell you you can sit there and watch uh kevin bacon get impaled by jason at that little little pool of blood or you can watch a young lady in a changing room getting cut in half with a chainsaw there's two different sides to these 80s slasher films. This one is the kind that you can't even cut up enough to show it on uh, on USA Network. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But you'd be able to easily cut Friday the 13th, and that was the point of a lot of those early slasher films. You could easily make them presentable for TV. Pieces, it was not, this might sound of the novice coming at you, it is not a film that I've been aware of my entire life. It is a film that I became aware of because of Grindhouse releasing. I think I've gotten, got, I think I got the film maybe four years ago and I had to have watched it at least seven or eight times. This is a movie that has immediate rewatchability. Yes, it's horrifying and yes, it's grotesque. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a cathartic 
film. I'm not going to sit here and say that. The boy did not overreact. He was just acting out of his his uh, hormones. It's a it's about a, a boy who has no self-control deciding the punishment for the crimes. And in this case, the, the only crime was a mother who was maybe a little prudish. I cannot say that I have any memories of being caught with pornography, so I don't really remember how uh, my mother reacted. I can tell you this right now, that I didn't kill her if she did. So I guess pat on my back, or that's just what... Some would consider it to be the, the normal course of action. Uh, you would just shamefully cover everything up and uh, and then hope uh, that nothing ever happens again. Again, I don't have this experience. I'm basing it off of an assumption. So Pieces is, without question, one of my annual Halloween fix movies. If I were to make a 31 Days of Halloween, like a definitive 31 Days of Halloween, it would definitely be in the list. Uh, it definitely be... It would definitely be on the list. Where on the list? I don't know. I don't think that really matters. It's top 31. It could be in any order, but pieces will definitely be on the list. This release is incredible. I believe that the same master from this release is on Amazon Prime, I think, or Shutter. But obviously, buy the Blu-ray. You will not be disappointed. If you can find the puzzle, tell me where it is, and I'll buy it myself. You can find a facsimile of the uh, jigsaw puzzle if it really is that important to you. If I were to do, if I were to try and find it, I would try and find the actual boot. So that is pieces. Now, what does one pair with, in my opinion, one of the finer slasher films from the '80s? There's the obvious ones. You have your actual slashers. You have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can only imagine that they would play well next to each other. Uh, it might actually work better with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, just in the more stereotypical 80s style of a slasher film where it's a little campier, maybe even Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, but now we're going a little crazy. However, what I decided was I needed to stick with the chainsaw because the chainsaw is the literal heart of pieces. Uh, but I didn't want to go just, you know, I could do Evil Dead. And there's chainsaws, and that's a great movie. And this would be a perfect time to talk about the fact that Grindhouse Releasing currently has a theatrical tour going on, drive-in theatrical tour of their glorious Evil Dead um, restoration. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected is sure to come calling for me. your girlfriend, you take care of her.
if you have an opportunity to see this, you must go. It's not a question of, I don't know, is it okay to watch this movie that I've seen 500 times in the theater? You absolutely need to go. Then you need to write to Grindhouse Releasing and say, could you please put this on Blu-ray? Or at the very least, could you accidentally put this online? I have plenty of copies of Evil Dead to say I have bought this film, but I really, really want there. They did a remix of the soundtrack and the score, and I really want that audio mix more than the 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 4K Evil Dead looks great. The one that uh, was put out on the fancy version. I just want the audio track from this Grindhouse release. I don't know if I can make that happen. I have no power. Uh, if I did, that would be available. So if you have an opportunity, check out Evil Dead. Chances are it will be paired with one of three or four releases. Uh, it, I have seen it with Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, which is fun. Um, when I watched it, I watched Evil Dead and then um, Lucio Fulci's Zombie as a double feature. And there was the Blue Underground's release, the 4K from Blue Underground, and that looks spectacular. Um, I've also seen it on a double bill with The Beyond and a few other things that I can't... Oh, and Pieces, I believe. I did see that there was a double bill once with The Evil Dead and Pieces. Anyway, you can see it. Find a drive-in. It's, it's, uh, I, I went to the drive-in as a young person a couple of times, not often. And I have this summer gone three times just because I needed that experience. You're not going to get your 4.1 surround sound. It's just an FM transmitter in most places. So at least it's going to be simulated stereo, if nothing else. So it's not going to be Atmos. Um, it's not going to be the best possible audio. However, it's a chance to see a movie on the big screen and totally control your environment, which to me is important. Anyways, that was one heck of a digression. Um, to bring it back, what I chose to pair this with, again, the one thing that I thought was essential was a chainsaw. And that is the only thing that I'm using for my pairing here. And is this is a film that was released the last two years, I think, from the Warner Archive. And it is called Dark of the Sun. These men are heroes for hire. Violence is their specialty. They are paid to be brave and brutal. Is it true you mercenaries will do anything for money? What are you talking That's about? We're going to pick up $50 million worth of diamonds. We say nothing about giving you hair. Well, I may go, I may stay. <laughs> hey, you want to come? I'll be there. Right! These men are mercenaries. Brave. Brutal. The best in the business. War is their profession. Danger is their specialty. Fifty million dollars in diamonds is their mission. A deal, Captain. Three days. To keep the Congo alive. Danger 
is their nine to five job. And there's nothing more dangerous than diamonds. The diamonds, where are they? Where are they? Don't do it, don't kill him. Kill him, I'm gonna cut him my head off. dangerous, aren't you? I came down out of the trees by invitation, and I'll kill anybody who tries to send me back up again. Violence in the tempting beauty of a woman. Where were you? We waited for you. We waited for you. Violence in guns and bare hands of hired heroes. strike force of crack mercenaries fights the hottest battles in all the blazing hell of today's strife-torn Congo. Dark of the sun. Take elite commandos, send them on a do-or-die assignment, and sit back and watch the action explode. The men-on-a-mission formula that worked in 19... 67's The Dirty Dozen, and in Where Eagles Dare, released in the U.S. in 1969, provides another salvo of volatile screen adventure with this Strike Force saga released in 1968. Rod Taylor and Jim Brown are among the mercenary unit rolling on a steam train across the Congo, headed for a dual tasks of rescuing civilians imperiled by rebels and recovering a cache of diamonds. The film's violence is fierce, unforgiving, and ahead of its time. Quentin Tarantino would offer a tribute of sorts in his red-blood wallop of a cult fave by using parts of its compelling score in Inglorious Bastard. Unlike a lot of the Warner Card releases, this does have a, a, at least a commentary, and it's a new commentary. It's not some old stock commentary. It's, I think it's the films that made us and Pure Cinema Podcast, Elric and Brian. Uh, the, there was five guys on the commentary, and three of the five people were able to offer a great amount of information, and two of the five were fun. Actually, they were all fun. It was a very enjoyable commentary. It's a very enjoyable film. It's there's literally nothing to it. It's about guys uh, on a train out to rescue people and rescue diamonds, and there are bad people that are trying to stop them. It is literally every action movie. However, there is also a magnificent and totally unnecessary chainsaw battle. Unbelievably silly chainsaw battle. But it's fearsome. It's not just a throwaway fight scene it's they're able to ratchet up the the excitement enough that this chainsaw battle was felt life or death but again it's a chainsaw battle on a train movie in the congo thousands of other weapons could be used you are military mercenaries you have guns why would you need a chainsaw it doesn't matter you have a chainsaw fight because you can this was a very, very good release from Warner Arc. Maybe one of the top from the, the year that it came out. It was maybe two or three years ago. And I, I would recommend anybody pick up this movie. Whether it's really the best thing to pair with Pieces, I don't know. It would, pieces would probably play with any other horror movie just fine. But I think the, the over-the-topness of it really kind of plays well with The Dark of the Sun. And I, I think it could be an interesting twist. It might actually be fun to watch uh, Dark of the Sun first. Just so you have like that Saturday afternoon adventure 
men on a mission, as it says, and then kind of like almost zero in on the whole chainsaw thing with pieces and just really disgust anybody that's watching it with you that thought it was going to be a movie, any, anything similar to Dark of the Sun, which could easily be a PG movie. But it's it's fun nonetheless. It's just a, a good old fashioned action adventure movie uh, paired with a good old fashioned slash em up horror movie. So I, I will, without hesitation, recommend Pieces to you. And I will, with just the slightest amount of hesitation, recommend Dark of the Sun. It's a wonderful film, and it does have some good rainy day uh, adventure movie appeal, whereas Pieces is a knockout every year, Halloween time, and even not Halloween time. Uh, just maybe like a, a good March movie when you just need something. So that, again, Dark of the Sun and Pieces. My name is Jason. You are listening to the Film Ruminations podcast. I am I am eternally grateful for anybody and everybody that listens here. I just want you to know how important it is to me that anybody tunes in. And I hope that you take a moment, reach out to me, and uh, let's have a chit-chat. Again, my name is Jason. This is the Film Ruminations podcast. And I hope that this finds you well and that you have a good rest of your day.